Gangnam, the most expensive real estate in South Korea. So expensive that it accounts for 10% of the land value of the entire country. In other words, the 40 square kilometers that represent Gangnam roughly equate to the entire real estate value of Seoul's second largest city, Busan. Renting an apartment here costs 10 years of the average Korean salary as a deposit. But what's more impressive is the growth the area has seen. In terms of apartment prices, over the last 40 years, the average apartment in Seoul has increased in price by sixfold. However, over the same period, the average apartment in Gangnam has increased in price by 80-fold. That is insane. As you might have guessed, today I'm going to be discussing Gangnam. This is an extension of the video I made on the topic. Check it out if you want. Link is in the episode description. So where exactly is Gangnam? Gangnam is located in South Korea's biggest city, Seoul. It's one of the 25 districts that make up the city and is the third largest one. Gangnam literally means south of the river, so south of the Han River it is. Within Gangnam, the area is comprised of 26 neighborhoods, with some being more residential, such as the famous Chongdom 1 and 2 neighborhoods, home to many celebrities. So what is this place about? If you've ever seen the music video Gangnam Style, you might have some idea. Gangnam is the most premium location in South Korea. In Korea, owning real estate or a building is a large success symbol, but owning real estate, like a building, in Gangnam is a gigantic status symbol. It means you've made it. You'll find all the top luxury brands here. In the luxurious shopping mall called Galleria, you'll find Gucci, LV, etc. And in the basement of the mall, you'll find a gourmet food court. But Gangnam is more than just that. It's also the primary business district of Seoul, where big companies have their headquarters like Google, IBM, Toyota. It's also the K-pop capital with major entertainment agencies headquarters located here on the famous K-Star Road. SM, JYP and Cube Entertainment are to name a few which are close. Furthermore, it's the plastic surgery mecca South Korea is known as the plastic surgery capital of the world, with train station billboards advertising the service on full display. Out of the nearly 1 million cosmetic surgeries undertaken in South Korea, there's a good chance a large chunk of them are undertaken in one of the 500 clinics in Gangnam. Well, let's wind back a bit. How did Gangnam become this, and was it always like this? Even up till 40 years ago, Gangnam was just farmland, full of pear orchards. In the 60s, Seoul was experiencing a population explosion. And this is the backdrop of Gangnam's story. To give you an idea of how bad the population issue was in Seoul, in 1953 the population was 1 million, but by 1960 it was 2.5 million. The population had more than doubled in less than a decade. The housing situation got so bad that one house slash apartment was typically shared by two families. It took two hours to get from one end of the city to the other as there was little to no space to fit roads. Schools were so full that temporary tents had to be set up as classrooms. 
so the city needed to expand to accommodate. The government came up with the sole population disbursement policy, with the goal of having 40% of the population north of the Han River and the remaining 60% to the south. The city was very strategic in encouraging the population to move away from the densely populated northern area of the river to the south. In 1969, a bridge was built connecting the north of the Han River to the south. Land around the bridge was now much more accessible, so it began to rise in value. In 1972, the government barred new construction in the north and stopped giving new permits for restaurants, bars, etc. This pushed entertainment bars down south who were further enticed by the lack of taxes or regulation in the south at the time. The government's next target was major institutions to move them, to gang them away from their original locations in the centre of the city to the north of the river. However, the resultant backlash from these institutions stopped this plan from being fully executed. Only the Supreme Court and the Public Prosecutor's Office moved. During the 70s, many prestigious schools who were restricted by the lack of land in the north, as well as the restrictions placed by the government for facility expansion, moved to Gangnam. This was the real nail in the coffin. With this, private education institutions and tutors moved south too, and so did parents and families who wanted their children to succeed academically. This led to the development of high-end residential buildings as well as commercial offices of high-tech industry. Shifting gears, how does Gangnam stack up against other wealthy neighborhoods in Seoul? In terms of urban planning, since Gangnam is recently developed, Gangnam is far better planned. It has more land put aside for public land use and the roads are wider and organized in a grid. Interestingly, its residents also tend to be new money rather than old money since Gangnam is recently developed, meaning that most of the residents in Gangnam have only had wealth for one or max two generations. Gangbuk, which literally means north of the river, is where traditionally wealthy families tend to live. This is the area that the government works so hard to encourage people to move from. It's where the mansions are located, whereas in Gangnam, the super rich live in high-rise condos. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And finally, if you have any topics that you want me to cover, please let me know and I'll seriously consider it. Thanks.